This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, May 16th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Galley. Here's today's headlines. Newsom wants $75 million for farm relief. Ukraine seeks lab equipment and U.S. dairy backs rejection of Canada's new quota plan. Newsom pitches $75 million in drought relief for agriculture. Governor Newsom's revised budget would set aside $75 million to aid small agriculture businesses as the drought deepens. A one-time assistance would provide grants ranging from thirty dollars to $50,000, depending on the amount of lost revenue. The program would prioritize businesses in the hardest-hit regions, such as the Sacramento and San Joaquin Valleys. During a press conference on Friday, Newsom thanked CDFA Secretary Karen Ross for her efforts to, quote, really focus on the issue of businesses notably impacted by water scarcity. How about the person that warehouses some of the fruits and vegetables and because the land was fallowed, doesn't have the ability to warehouse, said the governor. Keep in mind, Governor Newsom's budget plan were to allocate $100 million for repairing conveyance canals, which the governor agreed to as a 2021 budget deal, but it would not add anything further. This is despite a coalition of water interests asking for $585 million to tackle the issue and Senator Melissa Hurtado of Sanger seeking a more modest $300 million. The big picture? The administration anticipates a record $300 billion budget. It is bolstered by a $97.5 billion surplus, which is greater than the entire budget of any other state aside from New York and Texas. California's budget hit $100 billion for the first time just 20 years ago. U.S. dairy backs rejection of Canada's new quota plan. AgriPulse reported over the weekend on Saturday that Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack is slamming Canada's latest proposal to fix its quota system for U.S. dairy, U.S. industry standing behind him. Canada cannot be permitted to blatantly disregard their trade obligations after having been found non-compliant by a neutral and expert panel, only then to ignore their obligations without consequence. That the word of Michael Dykes, president and CEO of the International Dairy Foods Association, speaking to AgriPulse. He continued, he said, we're pleased to see USDA responding forcefully and hope that USTR does the same. Our government must hold Canada accountable. Secretary Vilsack in an interview Saturday said he told Canada's Marie-Claude Bebeau twice in recent days that the second and latest proposal, quote, is an unacceptable response under the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Krista Hardin, president and CEO of the U.S. Dairy Export Council, said in a statement, quote, unfortunately, Canada simply refuses to institute real reform and such actions must have consequences. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. EPA releasing more information on WOTUS regional roundtables. The Environmental Protection Agency has made more details available on the regional roundtables being held virtually to gather input on a future definition of waters of the U.S. under the Clean Water Act. The agency has now posted the full lineups for the roundtables, which began May 9 and will run through June 24th. 
Trout Unlimited representatives will be featured in three of the upcoming events, as will speakers from breweries. Three of the remaining roundtables are organized by State Farm Bureaus in Arizona, California, North Carolina, and the Wyoming Farm Bureau will take part in one other. Kansas Livestock Association is also an organizer. The American Farm Bureau Federation, critical of the first roundtable, saying it lacked, quote, diversity of experience. Ukraine asked U.S. for ag lab and testing equipment. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack says he's going to do what he can to obtain lab and testing equipment for Ukraine to facilitate its agricultural exports. USDA, he said, can likely donate some used equipment, but Vilsack told AgriPulse he also will be asking universities and industry in the U.S. to help out. Ukraine isn't able to export ag commodities through its Black Sea port, so the country's scrambling to try to ship grain, vegetable oil, and even beef and pork using unconventional routes. Ukraine Agriculture Minister Mykola Solsky recently appealed to the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization to help it set up a laboratory with equipment in the the Romanian port city of Ismail on the Danube River to expedite ag exports. Today, the lack of such laboratory in Esmail shows down the process of exporting agriculture products, Solsky said, since such products are first sent to Odessa, where they have to wait their turn to be certified, and then only then sent to Ismail to be sent abroad. All this leads to unnecessary and financial costs for logistics and time. Now, by the way, over the weekend, Secretary Vilsack accused Russia of using hunger as a weapon of war in its conflict with Ukraine. He told AgriPulse the Russian military is destroying the infrastructure that would enable Ukrainian agriculture products to be processed into food. And that has been interpreted as their effort to essentially wage war through hunger. G7 ag ministers take aim at global fertilizer woes. Ag ministers for the group of seven nations this weekend pledged action to counter the rising cost and scarcity of fertilizer, according to Ag Secretary Vilsack, who was at that meeting in Germany. First and foremost, nations around the globe need better information, Vilsack said, and the G7 ministers agreed that the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization should play a major role. The ministers from the U.S., Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, and the European Union agreed to increase funding and expand the activities of the FAO's Agricultural Market Information System, which monitors wheat, corn, rice, and soybean markets, providing transparency for supply data in countries around the globe, Vilsack told AgriPulse. AMIS needs to do more of what it's already doing, but also monitor worldwide fertilizer prices and supplies, the secretary said. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Farm groups applaud Taylor for top trade job at USDA. American farm groups are celebrating the Biden administration's long-awaited decision to name a nominee to be the Department of Agriculture Undersecretary for Trade. President Joe Biden has again gone back to the Obama administration to fill a high-level role at USDA with the choice of Alexis Taylor to be the top trade official at the department. Taylor, who was the USDA Deputy Undersecretary for Farm and Foreign Agriculture Service during 
The Obama administration will be reporting once again to Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack, who held the same cabinet position under former President Barack Obama. You can read our full report again at agripulse.com. Finally, this Monday, here's today's He Said It. The governor is living in an election year fantasy land. That Senate Republican leader, Scott Wilk of Santa Clarita, responding to Newsom's proposal for $400 rebates to car owners. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, May 16th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.